0: This episode is brought to you by R1 RCM, a leading provider of technology-driven solutions that transform the financial performance of hospitals, health systems, and medical groups. R1 delivers proven, scalable operating models that power sustainable improvements to net patient revenue while reducing operating costs. To learn how you can build a future-ready revenue cycle today, visit us at www r1rcm.com slash Beckers.
1: Hello and welcome to the Beckers Hospital Review podcast. My name is Will Riley with R1RCM. With me today is Bridget Fagan. Bridget is the Chief Financial Officer at Connecticut Children's Health System. Bridget, welcome to the podcast.
0: Good morning, Will. Thank you for having me here
1: today. Let's start, Bridget, uh, if you can, with a quick introduction. Tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us a bit about Connecticut Children's.
0: Sure. So, I have close to 30 years of healthcare finance and operations experience, which includes nonprofit, for profit, pediatric, and adult healthcare. A little bit about Connecticut Children's Uh, Connecticut Children's is an academic medical uh, health system. We are the only health system in the state of Connecticut that is dedicated exclusively to the care of children. Our main states include Connecticut, New York, and Massachusetts. However, with our new fetal medicine program, we also service states across the United States. Um, we also have ventured out into international areas with our fetal medicine and gene therapy programs.
1: Wonderful. Really looking forward to hearing more about life at Connecticut Children's. Right. Um, we're going to kind of cover the waterfront of some of the big issues facing finance leaders as we go into 2024. Looking forward okay. to getting your perspective on those. All right. We'll start with perhaps the the, the meatiest of the meaty uh, issues around payer-provider relations. Um, no 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 uh, no soft opening here. Um, payer-provider relations obviously always been you know, challenging area. Um, but it seems to us that over the last couple of the years, they've become more challenging, more contentious. Are you seeing that play out at Connecticut Children's?
0: Absolutely. That's a great question. We are seeing the uh, challenges with our payers. However, our approach to our payer uh, interactions, our goal is to establish strong relationships. So if you're starting with a strong relationship, you have the challenges. However, not as, as challenging as some of the other health systems um, that we're seeing. Um, we're seeing that our negotiations for renewals are taking a tad bit longer. However, we get there in the end because it is for the benefit of the children. Um, so we engage our peers. Uh, we have standing meetings with our peers. So it's they know our challenges and we know theirs, so this is ongoing and we're not coming up to negotiations or seeing a ton of denials, um, which would make it that challenging with our payers.
1: Have you seen the, the, the economic landscape over the last couple of years sort of shift how you approach those payer conversations?
0: Absolutely. Mm. And we're using, um, I especially say with our denials management. Uh, We're actively monitoring, using automation, looking for trends and denials, trends and underpayments. So once you have the relationship with the payers and they understand what you're doing, they understand this automation is out there and what we're looking at, we're better partners together. So I will say it has increased over the past couple of years, Um, and when we see those spikes, uh, we lean heavily into that when we speak with our payers
1: you mentioned um denials we've seen in our data denial rates spiking you know acro- across the country really we've seen slowdowns in payments um you've also mentioned technology though and you've mentioned using technology to help you uh understand what's going on can you tell us a little yes. bit more about that
0: so i'd say a lot of that is more of the monitoring
1: Okay. Looking for
0: the, the patterns. Uh we're seeing the underpayments. We're seeing the slow payments. Um, we're seeing the denials, looking at the root cause. So some of the tools that we use, some of the tools that we're using, um, they highlight this for us. So it's not that we have to put in a lot of time. Um, I receive uh pushed out reports every morning. Mm-hmm regarding some of our root cause areas for some of our denials so
1: generally we're seeing you know this increase in denials result in a, a, a significant amount of administrative work mm-hmm. right for the finance team for the yes. clinical team as right. well are, are you seeing that or is technology really helping mitigate uh the that that impact
0: Technology is helping to mitigate some of it. Mm -hmm. However, we have brought in additional resources. Now, what we do in that instance, when we renegotiate our contracts, we ask for uh, additional compensation for the administrative burden.
1: Interesting, okay.
0: Yes. I I would say one of the benefits that we do have that we are a pediatric institution. I see. Right. So um, when you talk about the care of children, somehow with the payers we get a little more um um partnership and buy-in mm-hmm. when it comes to doing our contract mm-hmm.
1: i'm glad to hear it yes <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about the regulatory environment if we can yes. um you're working in a system that has local regulation national regulation How do you keep abreast of that? And and is there any way that you can be proactive in in the regulatory environment?
0: Yes, great question. You definitely need to be proactive in a regulatory environment. We do a lot of advocacy, right? We work Hmm. a lot with our state. Uh, We have the Children's Hospital Association, which is a combination of children's hospitals, um, to do um, a lot of advocating on the behalf of the children. Um, so it's, you're better in numbers.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: And doing it proactively, you can influence policies, decision making. So getting that upfront. front. Um, I have a I would say a good relationship with our, our state teams. Uh, we have regular meetings. So same like with our payers. They are a payer. Um, Connecticut Children's is 60 percent Medicaid. So the majority of our payer mix. So we stay in constant contact with our state legisl- legislatures, um, our state representatives advocating on behalf of the children to influence the policies.
1: What are, what are some of the things that are coming up on the horizon from a regulatory perspective that you're thinking about as we go into 2024? Are there any specific areas of, of interest or concern?
0: We do have some areas of, of concern. So. Currently in our state, we're looking at cost growth, right? However, with children's hospital, we're trying to educate the state on children's health care costs more than adult health care. And that is because a one-year-old child can't tell you, "Uh, my tummy hurts on the left side, up a little more. No, it requires more providers, additional tests. So it costs more. So that's one of the things that we are truly concerned about is being lumped into the same categories as adult medicine. Uh, So we're educating um, the state or whomever will listen on the difference of the cost of care for pediatrics versus adult. So that's one area that we're really focused on because our state is really looking at cost and the growth. So we just need them to separate the two.
1: But that's where being proactive, sharing information Correct. comes in, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the patient, if we can. I think okay. in, um, surely in children's care, you're you're not just treating the patient, you, you're working with a family in most Absolutely. contexts, right? Yes. And that, that must change the dynamic really significantly. It does. Yeah.
0: It does. So a little on that. So we say our, we service the patient and the family because mm-hmm. we are dealing with the children. Um, so that patient experience is really a family experience. So I know a lot of organizations look at the social, economical issues going on with their patients. But in pediatric care, it's key. Yes, Um, to look at all of those avenues and one of the good things we have going for us we do have a part of our organization um, our office for community child health um, where we look at these social aspects of it and actually they're branched out not only in Connecticut but across the United
1: States. Tell us more about that tell us about some of the programs that uh, you do through that.
0: and we have a ton of grants so we're looking at um we're located in hartford um it's a low income city um so we do we connect some of our patients and families housing transportation lead abatement uh along things along those lines so it's not just related to the actual patient care the social economical things that it may delay discharges. So we need to make sure that they're going to a safe environment. Um, So we'll send folks out bed bugs, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So it's an arm of our organization.
1: Tell tell us a bit about shifting patient expectations in your case, treating, thinking about the patient as the family. Yes. Um, How, Have you seen that change over the last few years um, through COVID, post-COVID? Partly it's probably technology, but probably more than that as well.
0: So over the past few years, the patient family expectations have heightened. Heightened. Yes. What we're seeing is families want convenience. Families want ease of access. So some of the technology does help for uh, convenience, telehealth, right? So we all know that our mental health crisis increased during COVID, and it's still high for pediatrics. So the telehealth, instead of waiting to get an appointment in person, we can do a telehealth visit. So that's convenience that the families are looking for. Um, On the lower end, the kiosk for registration, self-registration. It eliminates some of the administrative tasks for the staff, Mm -hmm. but it's also a convenience for the family coming in um so they're they're looking for a convenience
1: and access and they're, and they're, and they're also probably looking for convenience with a human touch yes right and so yes. how do you get your workforce behind that as well right because you've still you've got more yes. technology but you've still got that need for human yes. contact yes how do you bring your workforce along with that transformation
0: so bringing the workforce along with the transformation is key yeah if you have happy team members, you typically have happy patients and families. Right. Uh, so we invest heavily in our team, our team members, um, empowering them to um, deliver the best care. Um, again, it may be a tad bit easier in pediatric because you're dealing with the children mm-hmm. who don't want to see a child in their family happy, healthy. And you're giving the best that you can give.
1: Right on. Bridget, that's a a lovely way to end our conversation, (laughs) I think. Um, Thank you for that thought and that inspiration, actually. Thank you for being with us on the podcast today.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank
1: you.